Welcome to Mindful Empowerment, where we seek to mindfully empower ourselves by upgrading our mindset, um, changing our attitude, considering different expectations perspectives and living our highest life and today we have with us a special guest Stephanie Zito and she joins us from Southern California. Uh, she is an intuitive soul purpose coach who sees right through the stories and blocks that hold people back from the success that they desire. Through intuitive insight and channeling their soul guides she helps clients quantum leap and increase their income and align with their big visions. As a certified yoga and meditation instructor, Stephanie uses the power of yoga, breathwork, and meditation as transformative tools for her clients. Stephanie is also a transformative speaker and podcast host of This Passionate Life. Her mission is to help one million people find their inner spark and turn their passions into profits. Thanks so much, Stephanie, for taking time to be here today. I'm so glad to be here, Mary Elizabeth. Thank you. Thank you. And, and that was a lot, I feel like, to unpack right in the bio. I really want to, you know, get into some of that really exciting. Absolutely. And, um, yes, that is a lot. <laughs> yes. First, I think um, the listeners would love to just hear a little bit about you and maybe what brought you um, to the point you're at today where you're able to, to help people and to transform their lives. Sure. Well, the main part of all of that is that I am an intuitive soul purpose coach and truly is just my source given gift to help people to really turn your passion to profits as an entrepreneur. So for people who are feeling kind of stuck in that nine to five, like they're, if they're feeling stuck or if they're feeling like there's something more, they're not quite sure even what their purpose might be. That's where I help to channel a client's guides and we get that figured out. So I get into the energy centers. We have these chakras, these energy centers in our bodies. And there's a story there which shows us our blocks and it gives us information. And we also can get this information about what our highest purpose really is. And sometimes even what our, I like to call it our soul study. Like what is like that thing that we keep bumping up against <laughs> that might be what we're here to kind of learn during our lifetime. So I mostly help people one-on-one uh, -on -one, and I also run a mastermind for those who are really ready to kind of kick it up and to really increase their, their business and their revenue through their sole purpose. Yeah. And with the, the, the chakras that you, you spoke about, you're able to use those to, to help to get gain insight and I think, you know, some of our listeners might just have maybe a basic understanding, you know, of, of that. So maybe we could kind of get into a little bit of, of, you know, some of what, you know, what you were just explaining at a high level that, you know, maybe, you know, some of the people you talked to already know all the ins and outs of it, but maybe just getting into a little bit about at a basic level, how you're able to kind of use the, the energy and what the, you know, the chakras are all about and, and how you're able to help people to, you know, align sure. with their purpose. There's, and there's always so much to learn. So uh, when I took my yoga teacher training, I'll just start there, 12 years ago or so, I had an experience, which is where the chakras sort of get lined up. Like, you know this experience if you've had it. I didn't expect to have it. It was just, uh, they call like there's this energy we have at the base of the spine and it just traveled up and it really got me interested. Like, well, what was that? <laughs> and what are these chakras really all about? And I have in my, in my sort of office space, I have this chakra uh, just wall hanging. So it's something that I use on the daily with my clients. And when I started coaching, I just started to realize I just knew there was a way to get 
closer to what someone's block was, like what was really holding them back faster than traditional therapy typically does, or even traditional coaching can. And of course, synchronistically, (laughs) as working with the laws of the universe and manifesting, I came across a training to learn how to do an intuitive energy scan. And so what I learned to do is to look at what we'll call these energy centers we have in our body. We can't see them, but you can think of it like if you've ever gone to a chiropractor for an adjustment and they adjust your back and like, you just feel better, your hips move better, or I've gone to the chiropractor, I can breathe better. It's because we have these nerve bundles that help like with our breathing, they help, so they kind of get unlocked. And the same thing is with these energy centers called the chakras. And we have seven. The lowest one is what helps us be grounded, which helps us be rooted. And some of these can relate to our like development as a human, our childhood, our teenage years, our higher development as we get older. So the lower chakras are the ones that help us be rooted. So if you have a big idea, these are very helpful. If you have a big idea, we need to make it happen through daily action. We have to take action. So it's one thing to have this idea in your head and just think about it, but how do you make it happen? That's the root chakra. That's being grounded. And there's different poses in yoga that help with that. There's breath work that helps with that. And through my intuitive readings, I can see what's going on. Do you have a block? Are you not grounded? Do you not feel that you belong? Are you scared people will, uh, they will reject you if you do the thing you want to do? Like a lot of people have fear of how they'll be seen. And that can really relate to that root chakra of security. So it's like Maslow's hierarchy of needs. Like we want to be secure. And I won't take time to go like really fully through all of them, but we can think of what do we really kind of all kind of know about? Like we all know about our heart center. We all kind of know about feeling love, feeling heartbreak. We think of like the heart space, right? We even at Valentine's Day show like the the heart. That's what we think of. So in our heart space, um, someone who, you know, we can get these sort of blocks even from when, when we were little children. Um, and I can send my, see my son's coming up because <laughs> it's early here. So <laughs> my son's coming around through a window. Um, so we get these little, we can get these blocks as a child. So maybe we feel, uh, are we deserving of love? Are we worthy? So sometimes issues of worthiness can come up. It might be even from birth. It might be from even before you were born. It might be something that is handed down generationally around money, around love. Uh, and we can we can sort of stop that. If it's like a something that's come from your past, we can kind of take that and say, like, we're done with that. I get it. We're done. <laughs> and I'm going to do things the way I want to. So looking at these energy centers and looking at the story, looking at what they might hold can really help to unlock that. And it really, it just, for me, when I was coaching, it just sort of took it to the next level being able to do this with clients because we could get right down to the heart of what was going on for someone and then do belief work, do clearing work to help release that. So they could move forward more freely with what they said they wanted to do. And when you work with clients, do you have, is it an ability that you can like literally like see what's going on with the chakras or feel it or how um, could you get into a little bit of that? 
Sure. Well, when you talk about intuitive skills, these are really things that anyone can develop. And there was a time years ago when I was actually afraid of my intuition. At the time, it was telling me something to leave a relationship I was in, and I was scared to leave it. So there's a whole other story around that. But I came to really um, develop my intuition through meditation. uh, And then really, even through coaching, it's like the sense of knowing and you might be someone, you, you, you get that. Like you just kind of can read between the lines. Um, so you can develop this skill and there's different ways to be intuitive. For me, um, I'll get like a visual, I'll get an image and now I'll also get direct messages. So the more I've done it, the more it's developed and I've taken other intuitive classes to understand what I'm doing. And so the one will be sort of more images or you could think of like an archetype. Sometimes, um, I will just say, you know, one in four women have uh, experienced sexual trauma in their lives. Unfortunately, it's it's true, it's real, and uh, and that will kind of come up sometimes. Like that trauma will be visible, you know, usually more like in the hip center. Um, and it's important to recognize because it's important to heal these things. Like we can heal these things. We can come into our power in our own way. And so um, it's just an ability to ask permission of that client that they're open to me tapping in. And then I just go into, I actually write everything down because it can be, you know, it's a lot. And then we talk about it. So we'll talk about what it, what, how are you grounded? What's going on? And we'll kind of go through. And um, a lot of times people will resonate or they'll have been to a psychic before and they'll say, oh yeah, that came up before. I've seen that before. So that's like a kind of a hit to really look at and say, okay, well, let's look at that and see what that's about for you. Awesome. And um, kind of just going back to the chakras a little bit, and you were talking about you had that experience in yoga um, where they they lined up and then you had that that feeling was that a sequence of like yoga poses and, and breathing, or is there kind of a formula to like align your chakras? I wish I could tell you there was a formula to do that. I mean, there are very simple ways to balance the the chakras. Um, In fact, I'm leading on insight timer, which is a meditation app. Uh, It's a free live event uh, Saturday mornings to go through the chakras and do a chakra meditation and balancing to balance your chakra. It's very simple. You can take your hand, let's say it's over your heart chakra, and then you're just going to spin it counterclockwise. So it's like towards your left shoulder, because that is the chakra opening. People who have sort of seen the chakras uh, will say that the energy, it's like it's a spinning disc. So it's spinning outward from your heart space and then to the back as well. So you would just spin this for like, let's say a minute. And then for half as long, you would spin it the other direction. So you'd go the other direction. Uh, And that way you're not, it's like thinking of putting on a faucet, you know, like your hose outside. If you crank it up the whole way, you've got this water gushing out. You'd have like your heart chakra so open. (laughs) And so you want to kind of balance it. We want to talk about having a balanced chakra. So a chakra can be closed. It can be open. It can be overly open. And what we really want for it to be is to be balanced. So when I was in that yoga training, it was very intense. I mean, we were taking yoga and talking about yoga (laughs) for 200 hours over the course of three months. So uh, we were experiencing, we had talked about the chakras in a class, and then we were experiencing kind of a long chakra meditation. 
I, I have the feeling that chakra meditation was 40 minutes. It might've only been like 20 minutes. It's hard to know because, um, the, the woman, the instructor just led us through this chakra, like looking at the chakras and each chakra has a color. So she talked about the color of the chakra. She talked about letting it spin open and then letting it close down a little bit. And then I think it was just very repetitive, just kind of going up and down with the colors and taking that time. I also chose to lie down for this meditation. So I was like in a very comfortable position lying down. And then uh, this Kundalini rising, it was like, suddenly I felt like this sort of like literally, literally like energy at the base of my spine. And then it was like, it just let um, my muscle, like my belly just really relaxed. If you ever have felt like your belly is fully relaxed, it's like little energy going up my spine. Um, the muscles in my chest just felt like they were opening up. Uh, when I got to my mouth, I just smiled without even trying to. <laughs> I just broke into a smile. When it got to my forehead, it, it felt like fireworks, like little sparkles of light. And then when I got to the crown of my head, it's like I dropped into this space where I could tell what was going on for other people in the room. It's like I it's like I was playing in another dimension where I could read their minds. Like some of them were kind of like, which is typical, when is this going to be over? Some other people were also smiling and I thought I laughed out loud. I guess I didn't really laugh out loud, but I felt like I did. And then um and then I heard her bringing us back and I think that just brought me back into you know, you talk about coming back into your body, coming back into the space, like getting grounded, getting present. So um, it was something I didn't expect. I don't think, you know, when I've read other things about this, you can't really plan for it. <laughs> However, you can do a lot like Kundalini yoga. And I help my clients with this, just like very brief breathing exercises that help with balancing certain chakras um, with, let's say you're someone who, uh, hesitates to speak, like you're maybe afraid to speak your truth. Like there's things we can do to help with that. It doesn't have to be hard. It doesn't have to take a lot of time. It can actually be fairly easy. Right. And the phrase, you know, having your, having the chakras in alignment, I know I hear that sometimes in yoga classes and then you were talking, um, you know, interesting about having them not too open, not too close, having them in, in that right way is, is the phrase like having them in alignment mean to have them the right balance of open and closed? Or is it literally, I mean, in all the pictures, of course, they always seem to lined up just right. So is it really that you need to like align them? It's so interesting. You ask that. It's so interesting. I, I do think that um, a yoga teacher who's saying that is sort of taking something that we can't see and making it more physical for people. You know, every yoga pose is uh, helping with a certain chakra, whether we realize it or not, which is wonderful because I think just by taking yoga, you are helping to line up your chakras. And that's why when we get to that place of uh, Shavasana, when we take that rest at the end and afterwards, we, we just feel so good, right? Like usually you feel really good after a yoga class. So you are by virtue of doing those poses, helping to line up those energy centers um, and, and with that, I, I really go back to that chiropractic adjustment 
kind of idea. You know, you can look at, I know a chiropractor can look at your spine and say, oh, okay, well, you have an imbalance here, so we're going to help with that. You can, if you know you hold an imbalance, let's say, in your in your belly, in your solar plexus. So um, solar plexus is where we hold our personal strength. Let's say you're going through an experience and uh, I will, let's say I'll look at my, my breakup. Now I'm, I'm married, we have kids, but this was before my husband. And in fact, it's so interesting when I look at how things are so divinely aligned. I mean, I'm so grateful that relationship did not work out because, because of what I have now. At the time, what I didn't realize is I needed to trust, right? I needed to trust. I needed to trust the universe. I needed to trust my guides. I needed to trust my intuition. And then everything could line up, which it really did, to be where I am today, which is exactly where I wanted to be. Um, at the time, I would say maybe my solar plexus was not very strong, my center of personal strength. So uh, to line that up, I could do certain breath work that really helps me to uh, feel that power. I can take a power stance. I can stand tall. Like There's different physical things we can do. There's also foods we can eat. There's color therapy. Uh, like for instance, when I talk about that solar plexus, the color is yellow. So you could have yellow flowers in your house. Uh, it's like when we talk about manifesting, like a lot of repetition helps to create that thing we desire. And the same with the chakras, the more that we're surrounding ourselves with that state that we desire, the more we are bringing it into our existence. So we can do it through food, we can do it through movement, we can do it through breath work, we can do it through meditation and uh, through color therapy. There's even crystals, people use essential oils. Like, but the nice thing is there's something for everyone really. Mm -hmm. Yeah, uh, I mean, that, that's common in, in medicine too, I think, right? Something for everybody, everybody has a different way. So, so really like lining up the chakras, that's more of having them being in the right balance of open rather than literally like in alignment. Well, they are always going to exist on, in your, on your spine. So if you were to turn sideways, um, <laughs> if you were to turn sideways and you were to think of uh, how it's spinning, let's say, so let's say I think of my heart chakra and if my heart chakra is balanced that means that I can really receive love. I can really receive it. I'm not going to block love. I'm not going to block actions of love. And I can really give love. Um, if my heart chakra is balanced, I probably will not feel guilt, uh, jealous of other people and their success. I will feel like uh, their success is my success. We're all in it together, right? So I'm thinking of like, how is this really tangible? Like, how does this matter? So also health-wise, people who have uh, blocked heart chakras can actually have health problems. Like the, the, the energetic comes through in the physical. So to have this balanced heart chakra, uh, if you can picture you have energy. So you have energy like uh, from the heart chakra, but you can't see, but it's like sort of spinning out from you, like in a circle, like in a spiral, it's circling out. And it's circling towards your back as well. So uh, if it's overly open, maybe you're just like, it's it's like you're like, I love everyone, and you're you're overly giving, and everyone's like, whoa, that's a lot. Like you can tone it down a little bit. Like that's lovely. And why why are you doing all this? It's almost like it's too much. It's like too open. Or someone with like a throat chakra that's too open might want to speak all the time, but that person you'll notice does not listen. 
they're not listening for someone in a conversation. They're just waiting for that next opportunity to say something. So that would be like overly open. So uh, I think of like the three bears, like there's like the bowl that's too big <laughs> of porridge, there's the bowl that's too small, and then there's the bowl that's just right. So we want to have that chakra just sort of balanced, it's sort of even, like I think of that, that, uh, that spout of water that we can think of, like we don't want that water just gushing out, we don't want it just trickling out, we just want this even, evenness, like breathing, we just want even breath, even movement, we want that evenness, balance. Yeah, that yeah. that that's really really good. I know, like for myself, just had limited experience in yoga. Some of the things, you know, you're talking about, um, but yeah, you explained that that really well. And yeah. and maybe you know, getting into a little bit more about ways that you're able to help your clients, and you know, when they they come to you, and you can um, give them different things that they can do. Um, and then you also say like that you're able to like channel their soul guides. So um, I wondered, just for people who aren't necessarily really familiar with that, just at like a, a basic level, like you might be wondering, like, all right, what do you know? What are they talking about? Soul guides, um, right? Yeah. Well, I was not really uh, aware of this either. Even when I started coaching six years ago or so, uh, it was not something really on my radar. And again, it just started to develop the more I was working with my intuition. I was and working with my clients, I was noticing I wasn't just getting pictures coming through, I was getting messages coming through. And what's very interesting is, uh, especially during COVID, I started running a membership and we started doing things like a manifesting playground. So every day we were doing something that was really keyed into uh, thinking outside of ourselves, like thinking outside of our day to day, thinking about how we are part of something greater, thinking about this, to me, this belief system that um, we kind of come from something much greater than ourselves and that our our souls, like our, our spirits, like who we truly are, like we're, we're meant to be here. We've got uh, talents, we've got passions for a reason. Almost we could be, we could be, thinking like we were, we were given these, like our soul was like even given these for a reason. And, and, and so we are sort of meant to be able to do these things in the world, right? And so as I was working with my clients and starting to really dive into this more and getting these messages, uh, I took another intuitive class and it really opened me to understanding, okay, well, where are these messages coming from? Uh, and if you really want to get into it, there's, there's these different dimensions. Like we live in these three dimensions that we can see. It's very tangible for us. And there are these dimensions that go beyond us. Like the fourth dimension is like the dimension of, of souls. It's like when we are coming down to the earth and then to get beyond that, there's like the fifth dimension and beyond. So there are the dimensions of angels. There's the dimensions of our soul guides who could be past loved ones. Um, there's the dimension of uh, ascended masters. So people who think of like Jesus or Buddha or, you know, some kind of, we think of like a very spiritual master. Uh, and then like the, the highest dimension is what we call like source. Some people say God, universe. It doesn't really matter to me, but that's like the space where there's no separation, like there's no separation between you and me. Like it's like the unifying field. We can call it like the unifying field. So 
when we talk, when I'm talking to someone's soul guide, you can talk to your soul guides too. And it's really just as simple as just starting a conversation. And it, when you start doing this at first, you might feel like I'm just making this up. This isn't real. <laughs> But the more you do it, the more you start to feel like this message, I don't feel like this just came from me. Like this feels like this came from something bigger than me, if that makes sense. And I, I think people can start to really get in tune with, uh, you know, is there a past loved one who you were really connected with? You know, that, that person might just come to you. They might send you messages through seeing like a feather on the ground or through a certain bird that you see and you're like, oh, that reminds me of my grandma. It very likely is your grandma coming and just saying, here, here's this. I want you to know I'm thinking of you. So we can see it through animals. There's other ways that we can see these sort of more tangibly. And then also through things like just uh, meditating, through meditating and just asking for a message or uh, what we call channel writing, where you simply are just writing down what's coming through you, what's coming to mind, or even having like a conversation. So you could uh, start a conversation and just and say like, um, just as if you're writing a dialogue, like if you don't know the names of your soul guides, you can say, okay, soul team, I have a question about about this. I have a question about my business. I have a question about the direction I meant to take. And then you can write down soul team says like ST for soul team with a little colon and then just kind of see what comes through. It's called channel writing. And it's very helpful. It's very helpful. Even if you think you're just uncovering your truth and your intuition, either way, like the truth is really going to come through. And interesting. So though they could be like a past loved one or and then, I mean, could, does it also get into, it could be um, an angel or I guess with that, what is the, what is, you know, what is an angel? I think a lot of people in the Bible are familiar with that term, but, um, you know, I'd love to hear like a little bit more of that from you. Right. So, uh, so when we talk about a soul team, we don't really have to differentiate. It really could be any sort of spirit type being. So it could be past loved one. It could be. Uh, someone who is in your, we could call soul family, like they're meant to sort of journey through this lifetime and perhaps other lifetimes with you in some way or another. And so they're really here to, to guide you. And I can look back at different times in my life where I truly now believe that there was some guardian angel on my side, right? Or there was someone on my soul team, like nudging me in a certain direction to synchronistically meet a certain person or have something come across my radar that helped me on my path. So when we talk about angels and guardian angels, it's interesting. Like I come from a Catholic background and then for many years, I sort of was just doing my own thing. And to me, this is not about religion. It's not about like uh, if you, go to a church or not. It's more about when we talk about ourselves as humans, as like spirits in this world, like, like souls that came to this world. So we are talking about beings that are, are part of something much greater than we can imagine. If we just think about our earth, you know, we're talking about uh, being part of this galaxy, probably multiple galaxies, like just, beings that uh, have come through multiple lifetimes like we're talking about a whole other <laughs> scene now so when you talk about a guardian angel 
we're talking about an angel that is never meant to become a soul. It's sort of like a different realm. Uh, just like, like source is source. Angels are just, they're angels. And you're going to be assigned a guardian angel or several guardian angels, maybe multiple guardian angels. Maybe you need a lot of them to help guide you and, and in fact, protect you or even bring people into your life who at times maybe even saved your life. You know, maybe there's someone who came into your life who literally helped save your life. And that's really the guardian angel sort of, um, I don't know what the right word would be, like architecting that or helping to enable that to transpire. The thing is, is that we need to be open to that. There's only so much a guardian angel. It's not like we're marionettes on strings. Like we need to be open to that for that to exist. Like nothing can really happen without our free will. We have free will. So we're going to do what we want to do. Like when I think of that relationship I was in, <laughs> it took me longer than I probably needed to because I have free will and I was being really stubborn, not listening to my intuition at the time. Yeah. Yeah. I think a lot of people could relate to that. Right. right. Oh yeah. Uh, sure. <laughs> yeah. So really the, so like the angels and the guardian angels, could they be part of like the soul team then, or is it different? Yes. Yeah. I don't think we need to sort of differentiate. We can consider them part of our soul team. Like think that you have like, and how wonderful is this? I think at times we really can feel alone and we feel <clears throat> at different times in our life, we can feel really alone. I go back to, you know, that past relationship. And there were times I really felt alone in that relationship. And, uh, and the reality is I, I was not alone. I have this soul team. And when I think of that, I feel very supported. Uh, and it is my guardian angels and it is my, my uh, past loved ones. And it is who I would say would be my, my guides who may not be a past loved one that I know of, like a grandma, but someone who is um, part of, you know, perhaps in my ancestry, perhaps in my ancestral lineage, or perhaps someone who is just meant to be on my soul's journey together. Like we are assigned sort of one another, like we're assigned to journey together to help one another. We're almost looking at souls having, like I mentioned, a soul study. So uh, you're, you know, when you come to earth, you have all these gifts, you have this beautiful divine self, like this expression of, of the universe, the expression of source and, and your gifts. And you also might have a challenge. You might have something that you're meant to learn in your lifetime. Like for me, um, and when I even think about it, I'm like, why? But my, my soul study has been abandonment, uh, like fear of being abandoned. It's so interesting because I've done a lot of work on it and I don't feel that same feeling I used to, but I used to feel that. And I know uh, I've talked to other people who can resonate, who have also have that. So for some reason, um, and that would show up even in my marriage now where I was afraid of my husband leaving and it's nothing about him. I'm bringing that to the story. And it's been so interesting over time. We've married now 11 years and it's so interesting when we talk now and just to see like what, um, like when we're bringing something to a relationship that has nothing to do with that other person, it's like our filter and how beautiful that we are sort of given these people given these humans <laughs> to help us with that. Or maybe you have a coworker at work who really bugs you. <laughs> That's probably your soul study. It's not about them. It's about you and perhaps how you deal with that, or perhaps about you being able to speak up for yourself or um, <clears throat> maybe even leave that job. If it's something that, you know, is, is not right for you. It's like you standing for yourself. 
Yeah, I think you know, people can relate to, to that too. And we all go through the challenges and have you know relationships where it's more about us and what's going on with, with us than necessarily anything that they're doing on their end. Right. And, and I, I think so maybe then like kind of the next question, I know we're kind of getting to the end, um, but so, so if, um, you know, kind of, you, you know, anybody's able to kind of connect to, you know, with, with their, you know, call it like the soul team or people to help them and to guide them. And then, you know, on this, this journey here, um, like in this life experience, then, you know, after, after we're having this human experience, then, then kind of now we, where do we go? Are we in a realm now? And then we help the next people coming through, we go somewhere else, kind of a combination of, you know, what happens like next in that journey. What I find so fascinating is that there's a recent movie that's come out called Soul. So I don't know if you've seen it, but it's a, it's like a Pixar movie. It's like a cartoon movie and it's wonderful. So if you haven't seen it, it's on Disney plus I have kids. So of course we have Disney plus and uh, it's great because I'm like, you guys nailed it. <laughs> they really kind of nailed it. So the idea is that your soul is <clears throat> eternal. It's always, it's always, it's always a soul and a soul is never going to become an angel. Those are different. Um, However, you might have different assignments. You might uh, right now be assigned to be on earth doing this. Um, Another assignment after this might be to, to help one, someone who is in your soul group. So it might be to help uh, someone else, you know, you might be in that sort of soul realm that, that, like fifth dimension soul realm, and you are now helping someone else. So you're sort of just guided to, you know, be on this journey in, in different capacities. I mean, if you really want to go deep, we might even say that there have been um, different sort of life forms, even than humanity, or even that what we know, even what we've been taught. And so there's been like many, many, many journeys, like we're looking at when we think of this lifetime, just we think of like, let's really live it. Because if you look at this whole expanse, like a kind of eternity and all these possibilities, like why not just really go for it in this lifetime? That's kind of like the chance we're given. Like we think we have so much time. You might live to be a hundred years old, but what if a hundred years old is, is just this teeny tiny, it's like being a one-year-old in the blip of the billions of years that your soul will get to journey into different, uh, different, different planets, different, different galaxies, like who, who knows? (laughs) So I think the message with that really is to really just go for it. Those things that you really want, like, let's just do it. I think that's really what we're, we're called to, to really feel joy, feel love, like be love, be joy, be the fullest expressions of, of who we are meant to be. Yeah. And so all, all souls have always been and always, always will be souls can be kind of created or destroyed or where, you know, where, where are you along that? Um, For me, and you might talk to different people. uh, I mean, I, there is a sense of of souls being birthed into being, you know, it's interesting. I don't feel like everyone, anyone's really ever asked me like, are souls destroyed? I don't, I really can't say I know the answer to that question. You might talk to someone else and they really feel solid with that, but I can't say that I feel solid with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And well, you're kind of going back to what you're saying before, really going for it. And I think, you know, a lot of people can resonate with that. 
because there's things that hold us back, um, you know, getting into, you know, things that hold us back, like, you know, fear and other things and, and, you know, what we can do about it. Um, but, you know, perhaps we can have you on another time and get into some of those other things. Um, but oh, to really, to. Yeah, it's a lot to unpack. There's so yeah, much, yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. So, and I think with that, with knowing to really go for it, to understand that, you know, you, you can talk to someone like myself that can help us to, to channel those guides. Uh, and, and when you feel comfortable to do that yourself, you know, how supported you really are, how supported you really are. And when you do make those choices that can feel scary at times that, you are supported. Even when we have something that feels like a failure, we're never really failing. We're just getting that preparation for that next thing. So the idea really is just to to not give up. The idea is to not give up. We're never meant to give up. We are meant to just be in that expression and to allow that expression to come through, almost surrendering to it. Like that really is manifesting, putting out there into the universe what we truly do desire and then surrendering to allowing it to happen. I think at times as humans, we, um, with that free will, we can block things from actually coming in that are like ready for us. So, you know, say yes to that opportunity. Uh, do that thing that's on your mind that just seems amazing. Like go for these things. I think that really truly is the message that wants to come through. Yes. Perfect. I think let's close on that, that note. Yes. Perfect. Mary Elizabeth. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you. And definitely check out um, Stephanie Zito's podcast and her website, stephaniezito.com. All the links to that will be below and appreciate your being here. Oh my gosh. Thank you so much. My pleasure. Thank you. Um, Did you have anything else you wanted to say in close where you can direct people, how they can um, find you or? Absolutely. Yes. So I'm on Facebook, just Steph Zito on Facebook. I tend to hang out there more than I do on Instagram, although I am on Instagram. Uh, I do have a free uh, kind of belief creator for anyone who's interested. If you want to share that link as well, it's basically just like a meditation, a guided visualization to help us to bring the belief we truly desire into that space of, of where we believe anything, where we, where we know things are true. Like I know that this bracelet is real. So I can bring this belief that I truly desire into that space through this guided visualization, the belief creator. Awesome. Yeah. Check, check that out for sure. And thank you to our listeners for um, subscribing and making this possible. Thank you.